Like me, you probably have a closet full of local band merch. And whether you know it or not, a lot of that band merch was probably made by Divine Shirt Company right here in Winnipeg. Divine Shirt Company has made all of the Great Witch Police merch from our hoodies to our toques to our t-shirts. And if you're looking to get anything done, like screen printing, embroidery, graphic design, digital printing, go to see Divine Shirt Company at divineshirtcompany.ca and tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Wish Police Radio. Uh, once again, you know, as people expect at this point, I'm on the internet uh, talking to people because meeting in person is still a little bit sketchy, even this far along into the, uh, you know, lockdown pandemic mode. And I'm here with someone who was last on the show back when we could actually, you know, do interviews in person. So it's been a while. I was trying to think of how long it had been. And it's been at least two or three years at this point. Um, well, at least two for sure, because the pandemic's been the last two and probably one or two more beyond that as well. So um, I do have some questions about what you've been up to and uh, how you've sort of been dealing with this situation that we're all dealing with but uh before we get into any of that if you want to introduce yourself and just give a bit of background about what it is you do as a musician yeah my name is jacob radovsky i'm a singer songwriter that's about it i write songs <laughs> i sing them cool cool <laughs> and, them. and yeah. i think the first time i met you was when you were on the show uh with your former band with kakagi and then you yeah, yeah since he's, as he's a solo artist kakagi. as well so how long has the solo thing uh been sort of the focus for you um well i put out I guess when I, I when I first moved back to Winnipeg in 2015, I put out a solo record, and then I, I quickly put the band together, and the band was active from about 2016 till 2019, and then I put out another solo EP in 2019, and I've got a a full length solo record that's going to be coming out real soon. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, I guess uh, you know I hate, I hate, I'm sick of talking about this. I'm sure you are. Everyone is, but you know we're coming hopefully to the tail end of a pandemic. It's meant that shows haven't been able to happen the way anyone would like them to be. Um, for a lot of people, getting together to record or rehearse or any of that stuff hasn't happened. What have you been dealing with? You know, as an artist trying to <laughs> solve a, a way to stay creative and then stay active during this weird situation we're in. Yeah, it's you know I, I've been doing a few. It's it. I'm someone that writes songs about, I guess, or I guess I, 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 I like writing songs when I'm doing stuff, when I have stuff to write about. Yeah. And so I found for the first pretty much year, I didn't really have anything to write about. I was also in sort of like recording mode. So I find when I'm, when I'm working on recording stuff or, or making a record, I don't write very much, but I wrote all these like really stupid I was so angry at our government. I wrote all these stupid uh, government politics songs that will uh, that will likely never see the light of day. Um, but and then and then I wrote a bit. But so I, I guess what I've been doing though that's been really helpful is I've been in these sort of these song clubs um, that my pal Natalie Bourne's been running. So she she'll have like a Dropbox open and we all have to submit a song every week. Oh, cool! And if we don't submit a song every week, we're kicked out. And so, but and then every week you get like this SoundCloud playlist of all all the songs everyone's written. So th- those have been really good. For me, that's sort of been really the only way I've been doing any writing is during those song clubs. Um, and then I've also deadline, I did a right? few. You have you're kind of forced yeah. to, to put something together. Yeah, it gives you a deadline, and I'm I'm 
I, I'm motivated by trying to impress people. So it's like when, when I know some like, you know, pals or, or folks I look up to are going to be potentially listening, I, I tend to do, do better work. Right, uh, right. And then I also, I did some online, like um, I, I did a thing at the BAMP Center before the pandemic and um, they were running some sort of online writing residency. So I did a few of those and those were actually really nice too. But yeah, I, I, I didn't, I, I certainly did not have this like, you know, super productive pandemic that that many others did I, I i wrote a bit but not not as much as i would have wanted to well it seems like it's kind of there's there's such a wide range of experiences because some people like you said have just been like they've managed to buckle down and just write so much material during this time others have been completely writer's block can't do anything and then most people i think are probably where you are where they've been able to take some of this time and, and use it productively but also it's just such a weird situation to be in that, that i think people are still even two years later trying to manage how to how to do anything in it yeah and like i like to write like observational stuff and 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 when you're not observing much there's not you know there's not as much i guess uh lightning that you know you don't get as many as inspired as, as maybe i was before but yeah. yeah still still some some stuff coming through Did- i was i was talking to a friend of mine and he sort of said you know i think it's finally time i think we can start writing about covid Right, right. So so enough time has passed that it's of, not not it's not too soon, too early. Yeah, and like I find for me, like I can only write about things after I've sort of after they've happened, after I've sort of processed them and and you know made peace with them, I guess. So, um, it sort of feels like we're yeah we're coming out of the other side a little bit, or at least whatever. Hopefully, right. And yeah. so I yeah, and and so I'm sort of able to kind of process it, I guess, and start start writing about it. Well, I, th- I thought it was interesting what you said just now about, um, you know, not ob- being able to observe th- observe things because your songs, uh, I mean, at least in the past anyway, have been very, um, very storytelling tell- songs, very um, distinct characters and kind of well fleshed out people in the songs. And it's interesting to think that, you know, you, you are obviously basing those on on real life experiences and not having that. It, I would it never would have occurred to me that, you know, that um, inspiration isn't there. When you're when you don't have the opportunity to just be out and about and experiencing like other people's lives. Totally, yeah, no, that, that's totally it. I mean, I also, I you know, I worked as a as a server for a long time, and that was sort of like a a really like yeah um, uh, abundant fountain. Of, <laughs> I bet, yeah, of of material, and I sort of, I, I I quit that job right before the pandemic, and then so yeah, I think that was that might have been part of it too. Cool. So you have a new record that, that, that as you mentioned, is, is coming out soon. Um, was this a pandemic record? Like, was this being worked on sort of during this time? Or had you started uh, getting it together before all of this started? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't supposed to be. I, I, I've never put out a full length album. I put out like five EPs and like various <laughs> different things. And sort of the, an album has always sort of been something I've really wanted to do. And so this record will be songs as old as like 2018. Some tunes that I've been sort of saving since... Um, since the Kakagi days, and sort of never made it onto Kakagi records and stuff, and then and then newer stuff. But yeah, so it, I started tracking it in February of 2020. So it was yeah, like a month before. Be a pen- yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then you know what was supposed to be about a month of tracking turned into a year and a half basically. Um, and now uh, and now I'm just sort of finalizing the last couple content pieces and then gonna start rolling stuff out i think in the next month or so cool cool was the ep thing i mean your your history of eps is that a, a deliberate um thing that happened or or did it just sort of turn out that you had this many songs and they would fit sort of in this little smaller package it was honestly it was always like oh we're making a record here's 10 songs yeah. and then by the end of recording them it was like well i only like five of them so we're only gonna put out five <laughs> 
What yeah. happened to the other five from each record? Like, do you have this kind of big archive of stuff that, that didn't? Make... Yeah, they go to the they, they go to the graveyard. Yeah, never to be heard yeah. from again. So, yeah, sometimes you'll you know like uh, uh, you'll you'll take little pieces, little body parts from them, and you know like a line here, or a hook there. But generally, they just yeah, they just go into a drawer with um, everything else I, I throw away. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what, um, what can you tell me about this, this record uh, in particular? Like how, I mean, people have heard you, hopefully heard your solo stuff. They've, they've heard, you heard you play with Kakagi. They've heard, you know, things over the years. How would you say this is different? What has changed, I guess, about your, um, your writing or your playing um, on this record than people might be familiar with since no one's heard you live probably in a while? Yeah, totally. I, I think a few things, uh, I mean, without sounding like, tooting my own horn i mean i think the biggest difference with this record is i just sat with it for so long um both the songs and the production that i just kind of feel like we really took our time and um you know i started with about 20 25 songs and whittled it down to 10 uh and so it's i really feel like it's you know some of the stronger material i've come up with in the last little while and then and then the production's really different every other record i've made has really just been like a band in a room yeah, you know, you sort of record bass, drums, guitar all together, and you do some vocals and a few guitar overdubs, and you're done. And this this was very multi-tracked and very, um, you know, every song we tracked was just get acoustic guitar, vocal, and drum kit, and then we sort of built it from there. And, and again, because of COVID and whatever, there was you know a lot of basement and sort of bedroom overdub stuff, and uh, I got to have a lot of different pals play on it. Cool. Um, so yeah, it, it feels a little bit more fully fleshed out than I guess some of my previous stuff. on in the basement even though he never goes down there the night baker once a christian now a quaker leaves his shoes on when he walks downstairs still he doesn't believe in ghosts and he's not afraid of the dark he just doesn't want anyone to watch him while he falls apart The night baker steals a kilogram of cinnamon More than he will ever need The night baker wants a giver now A taker if only he had mouths to feed Since she told him she couldn't stay And he didn't have the strength for a fight been months now since she moved away since he started working nights the sourdough sarcastically mocks him the bagels they beg him Once every hour, hey, Night Baker, are you 
Comes another baked teenager on the doorstep asking for some bread. The night baker knows he'll one day meet his maker once the voice is quiet in his head. And he can finally become a ghost, free of drugs that were never prescribed. He'll never be insulted by toast. He can lie and watch the bread rise. He can lie and watch the bread rise. He can lie and watch the bread rise. How do those songs feel now that you've, like you said, you've sat with them and lived with them for this long? Do you, do, do they feel old to you now? I mean, I know they're new to everyone else, but is there any kind of like feeling of like, oh, I've moved on past this stuff now, now that it's been this long? Or are you still uh, as excited about oh, them? No. As, as oh, no. Oh, no, 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 absolutely. I hate them and I cannot <laughs> wait to get them out so I can move on. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's that's that's a perfectly reasonable answer though too, right? I mean, yeah, like, you know, I mean, you know, like I think you know, if if the pandemic hadn't happened, they would have been out probably two years ago. So, um, but at the same time, uh, I can live with them. Like, there's certainly previous work where, like, I, you know, six months out, I'm just like, never, let's never speak of this again. <laughs> uh, and this and this stuff, I'm I'm still I'm still happy with. I'm so proud of it. It's not exciting to play as much as it was, but um, I'm also sort of trying to do this thing where like I'm going to have different live videos and stuff and, and really test out like I like the idea that a good song can sort of stand up no matter how you how you dress it up so we're trying to do like all these different sort of live videos and different band arrangements and trying to reimagine the songs in different ways and cool. so I like I'm sort of yeah it's sort of like rediscovering them a little bit and kind of trying to, trying to keep them interesting at least to myself because otherwise I'll never play them again <laughs> Well, you, you also have the benefit, I guess, too, of being able to introduce these to people as well, right? I mean, because as you're rolling them out, it's going to be new to the whole audience. So that there's there's at least that novelty totally. uh, aspect of it. Totally, yeah. And, like, you know, I've tried them a lot. Like, some of these songs I've been playing live for a while. And so I kind of, yeah, it's 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 it'll be nice to have them out. And, and I, I haven't released music in so long. I'm, I'm excited to sort of. Uh, have a, have one more kick at the can and kind of kind of keep going a bit, but <clears throat> but yeah, it's you know, um, I'm not I'm not big into touring for a variety of reasons, but I certainly would not be enthused to play these songs every night for a year. Uh. <laughs> Do you think that 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 kind of feeling is going to make you um, move quicker on putting out a follow up, or are you still? I mean, because like you said, you haven't you haven't put out any music in quite a while it's kind of a long gap in between. Yeah. do you are you like passionate about kind of getting this new stuff out as well as the stuff that's already in the can yeah and in, in theory yes in practice we'll see uh <laughs> I've, I've got i've got most of an of a neck of the next record written right now i've been working on the last year um and in theory i'd like to get it done quickly and whatever but you know that also like you know takes money and time of and course, I, you know, yeah. I have a job too and, and uh so we'll see but i also you know i don't know i uh I sort of a, a mentor of mine has always, always advised me to take take their take my time with things and and you know uh, sit with it and, and really really stew with it for a long time and sort of wrestle with the wrestle with the songs. Which so you know 
uh, I, it's not like I've got, you know, thousands of ravenous fans just, you know, waiting for, uh, for the next song to drop. So I kind of feel like I have the luxury of taking my time. Right, right. Well, with your with your last EP, your last solo EP, it seemed like um, it, it seemed like the way it was way it was rolled out and the way it was promoted. It seemed like it was much more kind of professionally done than than previous stuff that you've been involved with. And it seemed as a result, it seemed higher profile um, just because I, I saw you appearing on shit. <laughs> You know, like just more often you'd be on on show posters or videos coming up online or, or you know it was just it was just out there kind of in the yeah. floating around in the ether like more prominently H- how does that side of things work now because you know like it's still this this weird uh, wild west of no one some people aren't playing shows some people are like do you do yeah. a live stream it's all up in the air right yeah i mean i've done a few shows i've i've gotten better at being choosier like i uh, I'm so addicted to attention, right? And like, I really love playing live and it's, it's really like my favorite thing in the world. But I've also learned that, you know, to play every other week, no one's going to show up. Right. Um, or not, at least not for me. For, for other folks, you know, <laughs> absolutely. But uh, so I played a few shows. I played a show in November um, and I've got a show coming up in May. Um, but I'm trying to be yeah, a little bit choosier with that stuff and just trying to, you know, focus on making those shows really special and cool and, and not sort of oversaturating myself too, too much. Okay. Does um I assume that these songs, the, the new songs, um I guess the old new songs, whatever you want to call them, I, I assume yeah. that they they work kind of in a band setting as well as just stripped down acoustically because that's probably how you wrote them, right? Do you have yeah. um like is this set kind of malleable enough that you could you could potentially just have a full band and do the thing you know big and loud and then you can also be just as happy doing it solo in the corner in a in a small venue? That's that's certainly the the goal. Um. And I've sort of been kind of cutting it down in the middle a little bit. These last couple of shows, I, I, I um, in November, I opened for the Weather Station, and I've been playing. So I recorded the record with Jason Tate, cool, uh, who's like my my favorite drummer in the world, and he plays, used to play in the weekends. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, Bunch and of other so projects, yeah. And yeah, Bahamas and you know Redfish and whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so him and I have kind of been playing as a duo, which has been super fun. So just like acoustic guitar and drum kit. So there's. Um, it still kind of feels a little bandy. There's, you know, there's you, there are a little bit more dynamics and stuff, but it's still pretty bare bones. And then, um, but then, yeah, I, I'm I'm working on some some new st- some videos right now of the same tunes that I'm making with uh, this band, the Funky Miracles, which is sort of Roman Clark and John Barron, okay. Austin Barahoniak and Kieran Placetka. They're sort of like '70s funk revival band, and having them kind of reinterpret the tunes. And so, yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It's it's been fun doing a whole bunch of different things. I like playing solo too. I just. Uh, you know, playing solo for a captive audience is amazing and like the best feeling in the world. And yeah. playing solo for a band that want for a for a bar full of people that wants to hear a band is soul crushing. So I'm trying I'm trying to be, uh, you know, realistic and and yeah, I guess sort of you know uh, intentional with sort of how I present the tunes in, in different shows. Yeah, Dude, is is that uh, I like the idea of having like a funky thing, uh, kind of like you know reinterpreting your stuff because I mean that's maybe far from what I what I expect when I when I think about your songs, but. Is that something that you're kind of open to? Is is it getting other collaborators to sort of take oh, your yeah. raw material and, and and do something to it? I love it. Yeah, it's it's honestly we were just jamming for the first time at Romans uh, last week and like oh it was so much fun and and I I just I also think it's hilarious because a lot of these songs are really sad so to present them in this like really not obnoxious but kind of obnoxious like sort of you know metersy seventies yeah. or like band kind of thing it's been really fun. Um, and I just, I don't know, I think my, my favorite part of writing songs is ha- is hearing how other people interpret them. Because I, I can 
go all day. I can track all this stuff and make it sound like how it sounds in my head, but that's specific to my brain. Yeah. And it's really cool to hear how like, you know, other people interpret them and, and sort of apply their own influences and their own tastes to them. And once they're gone out of your, your head onto, onto some kind of recording, it's, it's out of your control anyway. Right. I mean, the way people yeah. are going to feel it and hear it and yeah, totally, totally. And, um, yeah, I, I try not to be too precious about it. Like it's, um, I, I'm lucky to have a lot of really talented pals and, and, uh, and, you know, the community is so supportive and, um, collaborative. It's just, it's fun. It's, it's a fun way to hang out. It's just to, to work on songs, you know? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, um, what is your sort of, uh, plans for the near future as far as playing shows and things? I mean, I know you have the record that you're hoping to put out soonish, but do you have like a, a bunch of stuff set up or you just have a few shows for now and you're going to see how it goes just- from there? Yeah, just a few shows for now. Um, like I've, uh, my wife and I run a summer camp. That's sort of that was the other sort of big change. Like I've always been a camp person, but yeah, we I remember that from the, before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, we kind of took over the camp we've been we grew up at over the pandemic. So that's, that's cool. uh, occupies a bit more of my time than than it had previously. But it's it's also nice to kind of have a day job, um, and it's it's pretty. You know, the summers are, are really jam packed, but then it's quite flexible during the off season. So it's kind of a nice balance. And so yeah, so I've got this show in May. Um, I'm going to sort of, I think, roll out the, the singles over the summer, um, maybe a few gigs over the summer, but, but maybe not, I'll probably be at camp for most of it. And then I want to, you know, want to do, I want to do a big classic, like Winnipeg CD release, like West end show, yeah. uh, in the fall or winter. And then, and then I'm hopping off, uh, yeah, putting some touring, some Euro- European touring together for, uh, early 2023. Cool. of fluorescent gray the wind it blows my breath away I watch the branches tumble to the ground it's cold inside and I can't sleep I resent my newfound bachelor suite remind me when you're back to tone it down my head tells my eyes to close my eyes say no we all know how it Get so down 
Have you done that yet? Have you been to Europe for? Uh, I did, yeah, I did one tour th- uh, through Germany uh, at the end of 2019. Oh, cool! And it was it was divine. Yeah, yeah. it was great. German audiences, th- and that sort of goes back to what I was saying about captive audiences. Like German audiences are so polite and and listen and like they'll come up to you after and like talk about that one line that like stood out to them and like that's what I love. Cool. Uh, and so yeah, it's super fun. I mean, it, it's um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna hopefully hopefully try and do that again. Well, I was gonna ask about that. I, I'm glad you said that because. Um, you know, with your your lyrics being so, and I don't know if "personal" is the right word, but you're telling very personal stories. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. how does that translate? I mean, I know musically, you know, sure it's going to translate regardless of where where you're playing and what language the, the people speak there and everything. But I mean, do those kind of nuances in in the lyrics come through? I mean, have you, it sounds like they do. If the audience is mentioning specific lines and things like that, yeah, it it was kind of surprising. I think like I like to do. I don't know. I like I like wordplay and like kind of yeah. like little like you know sneaking in weird references and stuff and and um, yeah, the audiences in Europe really really sort of were receptive to that and 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 got it. And the audiences can in Canada do too, but it just uh, I think partially because maybe it's 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 a it's like a second language for for most folks that that, yeah. are, that live there that it's sort of like they're they're like almost like showing like they they get to show off that they that they that they understood. Although I don't know, everyone in Europe is so well educated. Yeah, and they all speak like nine languages. Or <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, they know. I don't know. Yeah, they speak better English than I do. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. But it's it's weird. But but people, yeah, people really were really receptive to it um, there. And it was, it's cool. It's just like it's a. Uh, there's um, I mean, in Canada we have this too. But it's yeah, there's a real cool like singer songwriter culture there, and and people really like like that kind of thing. And um. Yeah, it was it was just it's it's it was a really nice place to to spend some time. That's cool. So, d- would you go back to Germany, or are you gonna try and expand that a bit, or is that still sort of to be determined? Uh, the plan is to go back to Germany, and then hopefully maybe a little bit sort of peripherally, like you know, Austria and um, and the Netherlands. But uh, yeah, I, I, I was working with a, a a late or like a booking agent in, in Germany, and that was sort of I, I'd like to sort of go back and reinforce some of the markets that I've yeah, been in yeah. previous. Well, and you have the advantage too uh, of being out there of everything being so close to each other, right? All the cities and all the venues. We're, we're in like it's the insane. worst. We're in the complete yeah. opposite here in Manitoba, where there's like nothing, right? Yeah, no. The drives are the drives are much easier, although they're terrifying. I, I, you're driving like a sprinter van down the autobahn at like you know 180, 180 kilometers an hour, but 
it's yeah it's cool it's it's a it's a good it's a good it's a good place to tour it's just getting over there which can be pricey but you know we're, we're so lucky in, in canada to have um you know fun, government funding and stuff yeah yeah that really, that really supports that kind of thing yeah for sure that's that, that is cool do you have a title for the album yet yeah it's called i love you and i'm sorry <laughs> okay <laughs> it's, a good, it's, a good, it's a good title and that kind of yeah. i mean not not having heard the songs on the record but it does seem to suit sort of your you have a bit of a melancholy vibe um in a lot of yeah. your songs and that, that that seems appropriate like it seems like it would uh it, it would fit yeah it was yeah it was honestly i had the title before i had the record and then, and then i wrote the song and then i re i have a song called i love you and i'm sorry that like i rewrote six times uh but that yeah it sort of it kind of sums up the whole thing and like i like the sort of with my tunes i kind of try and like my goal is always to like make you like chuckle in the first verse and then sort of punch you in the gut in the third verse. Yeah, yeah. That's so sort of trying to trying to go go for that kind of thing. Is that just sort of naturally how your stories come out with that that sort of uh, downer ending <laughs> and then like the kind of you know uh, it's a little lighter to begin with or is, is that like a practice? I mean, have you sort of is it intentional or is it just sort of the way that you relate your ideas? I think it's just it's just what I like in a song, and so I just I'm just trying to mimic what i like um i think i think humor is a really great way to show people you don't take yourself too seriously yeah uh and also like bring people in kind of like you know engage with an audience and then and then um and then yeah and then you, you know it's a, I'm, a, you're, I'm playing folk songs you want it you want the gut punch you want the yeah you do yeah you want the awe you know <laughs> well and especially if you're you're playing by yourself too it's just you and a guitar like yeah. i mean you have to you don't have all the bells and whistles to to bring get people's attention so you have to do it with the, with the limited tools at your disposal with like totally yeah which is mostly lyrics right so totally yeah it's certainly not my guitar playing yeah no, it's, <laughs> it's mostly lyrics <laughs> so i mean if, if people haven't heard of you before and they want to check out some of your stuff what's the well, what's the best you have maybe before i ask this question you have a pretty decent catalog now like you said there's five eps um over the course of you know however many years with different projects what's the starting point i mean assuming someone hears this before the new record's out where would you yeah. direct them to, to sort of hear what you're about and what you sound like Oh, that's a great question. Part of me is like, don't listen to any of it and wait for the record to come out. But uh, <laughs> no, I think the last EP I put out, um, uh, 16 Years, is sort of a pretty good, like, you know, it, it's 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 certainly a little bit dated now. And I, I think I, I like to think that I've sort of progressed and developed a bit. But that's that's a good starting point. Um, I like I, I still like that record. And those are the types of songs that I like to write, you know, songs about like growing up and yeah. nostalgia and, and, and sort of, and you know, and then random stuff that's that that whole thing um and the kikagi material too like um the stay up late ep is uh again you know it's 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 a um a record of a time and a place and and now is like you know four four years old already but um but yeah i think any of that stuff but i'd say yeah the 16 years ep is is probably what i'm that makes what the most I'm sense it's least, your most recent release yeah, too, right so yeah what, I, what i'm happiest with let's cool. say that to the gray again I fell asleep far too late I've been spending my time with remember when I've been thinking about fate all too often when my feet hit the ground I get tripped up and tired I get dressed up and drowned my head's been hazy and phased out my eyes have lately been red I've been missing the day When I hear good news, I get torn up and tongue-tied 
ourselves out over dying alone All too often when my phone starts to buzz I could be dodging a drunk dial or falling in love It's been 16 years since I was 10 years old And aside from fears, there's no good in getting old Selfish thing I've been burning out from wandering I made a list of all the things I lost I clench my fists When I count all the 16 years Since I was 10 years old All the missed careers And living the lies I've told Are you patient, dear? Will I still have a hand to hold? Cause it's crystal clear I'm so scared of getting old I'm so scared of getting old And then where can you be found online? Where can someone hear that? What's the, what's the best uh, option there? I mean, I know there's so many different options to listen to music these days. I mean, it's, it's it, every day there's a new service that pops up or whatever. Where would you sort of direct someone to for the best benefit to I'm you? Not, yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm on, I'm on all the streaming services or whatever. Um, I like personally, I like Tidal. Tidal plays, pays artists better. And, and, and honestly, more so than that, you get the liner notes in Tidal. You know, oh, nice, Tidal. nice. And I really, I really value that. But uh, I also, I'm also on Bandcamp, and that's every now and then I'll get a, a funny little email of someone bought a bunch of stuff on Bandcamp, and it's a nice, you know, puts puts a spring in your step. Yeah, I had yeah. a guy in like, uh, uh, I don't know, like Kentucky, bought my entire catalog. He had like, like just randomly on a whim. That's was, cool. Yeah, it was it was nice. We had a nice little email email back and forth. And I was like, I'm. It's gonna take me a long time to get you all. These, <laughs> yeah, these yeah for sure, for sure. I'm out of town. But. Well, th- that's interesting about Tidal. I didn't know that. Like, I I I have avoided all the streaming services because I'm uh, one of the main reasons is because I like to sit down when I'm listening to a record and just even if I've yeah. re- read them a thousand times, just read the liner notes and, and look it over while the packaging yeah. while I'm listening. So that's cool. Totally. I didn't know that. Yeah, Tidal's cool, and you can and then you can also like browse, like you can click on the producer and then see all the records that that producer's produced, and like it's it's cool. They also have better quality sound. Oh, nice. Like like more like hi-fi. I don't really know the science behind it, but in, in, uh, apparently it sounds better. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> and then as far as, you know, upcoming shows and things like that, if someone wants to check out what you're doing, I mean, the good thing about this being a podcast is it's, you know, someone could hear it next week or they could hear it a year from now. And by then you might have yeah. a bunch of shows. So what's the best way to sort of uh, follow you, I guess, uh, keep in touch and find out what you're up to? I'm on Instagram at Jacob Brodovsky, uh, B-R-O-D-O-V-S-K-Y. I, 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 yeah, I, the amount of, Music industry people that have told me to pick a moniker is oh really the one you give a stage name a lot yeah yeah <laughs> a lot but uh, I I don't know I can't think of a good one <laughs> um, yeah and then I've got a, I've got a show uh, May twenty first at the Handsome Daughter with Diaphany cool. and Big Loser. 
My mother told me, son, don't be late. I think it's time you can walk three and a quarter blocks to Sev. So there I went, a bag of candy for 85 cents. My young mind thinking that maybe I should get a job so I can buy more candy and sell. You were more than convenient to me. I took you for granted sometimes. But like that convenience store, you were always on my mind. You and and whiskey that we stole from your folks and mixed up with cokes and drank on our way to Sev. The clerk, he was kind, though we were young and so out of our minds. He pretended not to notice as we stumbled away the chocolate we had stuffed in our parkas and forgot to pay for. You were always so open with me. I was sometimes less than kind. But like that convenience store, you were always on my mind, you and Sev. I remember the day when you doubled the price on candy. Like you didn't care about me or my sweet tooth Looking back, you know my hindsight comes in handy It was the day I lost the innocence of you That day at seven a new scene. I was so alone till I found at the end of my street a sieve. But to my disdain, the shelves were dusty and the slurpees were plain. The clerk was musty and intentionally rude. He didn't understand that down-home prairie town sieve attitude. You were always so open with me. I took you for granted sometimes. It's not the people that you need to know, it's the people that you leave behind, and those that work at Seth. 